He went to Maryland to give a speech about the economy. Here's how that went. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. words for you what the 27 days until the election today's just terrible i know i have two words marsh get out and vote those are the two most important words we can tell you this morning here on uh wake up mid-missouri featuring john marsh producer hannah Bryan Hollingsworth. my name is brandon rather that's important and we're watching what's happening with these national races and you know who's really good with covering this stuff gary nolan host the gary nolan show weekday morning starting at nine here on the uh, radio station today there's a uh, he's got a uh, a guest uh fill-in uh Jennifer Bukowski is filling in. Uh, she was on yesterday. I like it when Jennifer fills in for uh, for Gary, but he's really good covering this national stuff. But here's right now why this national stuff, this stuff matters. It matters to us here in mid-Missouri. We are paying attention like never before to some of these national races. Santa race, Arizona, Democrat leads there. Pennsylvania, Fetterman, Oz, basically uh, tied. Georgia, Warnock, Herschel Walker, basically, Todd. And I think big developments uh, yesterday regarding Tulsi Gabbard. Am I overselling this, uh, John? And here's the thing. I get it. Tulsi Gabbard has always been maybe a little bit more of a conservative Democrat, but she's a Democrat. She's a well-known name. She an, was an asset, I believe, to the Democrat Party. She ran for president. Uh, and it wasn't just that she announced that she was leaving the party it was what she, it was what she said. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who were driven by cowardly wokeness. I'll, and what she said is accurate. Am I overselling the importance of what she did? I don't think so. I think and I think a lot of people take into fact too that she's you know she's an army officer and the in the National Guard. She's been in harm's way and all that. So I think she knows from where she speaks. Yeah, I agree. I think it is definitely news. Um, Now, she's been critical of the party leadership for some time now. But really, um, what what she's maybe best known for is she's been warning that America shouldn't be getting involved in a number of these wars. That's really kind of her uh, cornerstone of her her, uh, positions. On a lot of issues, she is still to the left i mean there's no doubt but these um she's been critical um and boy the uh the twitter kind of blew up when she made her comments yeah on both sides or all three sides or all the sides and in the impact of what she said about the thinking of a progressive democrat i think is important because we're seeing that playing out in some local stuff too ARPA funding, for example, in mid-Missouri, for example, in Columbia, they're uh, launching a portal where you can go on. Here's how I think the ARPA money should be spent. A lot of folks saying, hey, let's give it to the to the homeless. I, I think that's a bad idea, and I'll tell you why. But first, uh, phone number is 874-9390. Let's chat with Bob. Bob, welcome into Wake Up Mid-Missouri. What's on your mind this morning? Well, I was bringing up that Tulsi Gabbard thing, too. I think she's doing all this. She's got no shot in Hawaii now. Yeah. But she may be trying to get out, get her name out for VP nomination in 2024. Yeah. Like I earlier, you know, she was kind of bringing the modern Democrats. 
the undecided bombs and all that that actually pulled strings. That's, you know what, that, that's an excellent point because uh, if, listen, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, but you might be onto something. There is a family unit if you have, let's say, and I'll, Bob, thank you for the phone call, man. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to be a part of Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and News Radio 104.5 KWOS AM 950. But uh, let's let's take, let's stereotype a little bit the mom unit uh, in the household and she's saying, you know what, I like this Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, because she thinks this way about some things. And maybe, and to Bob's point about those undecideds, the politically unhoused, we don't say politically homeless anymore because it's not politically correct. God, please save me from being PC, man. Politically unhoused, politically homeless, regretful Biden voters. I think there's something to what Bob's saying. And yeah, it could be helpful to the uh, to the Republican Party. Twenty seven days until the election, and yeah, it might be politically advantageous. Let's say she decides, yeah, I want to be Ron DeSantis's running mate in twenty twenty four. She wants to be his running mate. Yeah, it's politically advantageous. But if you look at her history and what she has said uh, over the years, former presidential candidate. Big name, an asset to the Democrat Party. If you look at what she's said, yeah, it's politically advantageous, but I think she's being true to herself. This is not, what she's saying is not necessarily new. She's officially announcing, I'm leaving the Democrat Party. And it is definitely news. There's there's no doubt about that. And also, she was saying that the party's become too woke. She made that very clear. And, uh, but... She she basically is saying there's a military industrial complex, yeah. you know, which, by the way, for older older listeners, they may remember a president by the name of Dwight Eisenhower. He basically said the same thing when he was leaving office. He warned against it. He used different terms uh, than she did, but uh, very similar. Uh, Republicans don't have a lot of power in Hawaii, to say the least. She's very democratic, so we'll see you know see what happens with her. Maybe she wants to be a, in a cabinet somewhere down the line. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. And to uh, political wokeness, when you hear stuff like the Reverend Al Sharpton say things like this. Oh, Stacey Abrams, unless you are so insecure as a man that you feel that you've got to uh, be manipulated by probably some provocateurs or the faith community. that So he's saying uh, if you're a dude and you don't vote for Stacey Abrams, it's because you're not secure in your masculinity. That's the wokeness she's talking about. There is a movie. Is Marsh? Have you heard of? The, I think the movie is called Bros or something. That's that's the latest one that I. Gosh, I just happened to miss it over the weekend. <laughs> that's oh. the one based on the true story of Rathart and Marsh, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, be careful, Hannah. What? Uh, People are going to believe you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bros, and it was promoted as, hey, this is a, a gay LGBTQD whatever movie. It's you go see it. Romantic and, comedy. Yeah, romantic comedy for the gays. The movie bombed. Uh, and here's here's why it bombed because uh, hetero white dudes were uncomfortable with it. it, and that's that wokeness. No, see, they're blaming people. That's the thing. The movie's not good. I'm guessing. I haven't seen it. I don't know. But for you look at all the critics and say, yeah, the movie's just not that good. But the producers of the movie are saying, well, because it's 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 people that are homophobic. Listen, if I choose not to go see a movie, it doesn't mean I'm homophobic. 
It means, number one, I don't hear so well and I can't go to the movie theaters. The sounds are too bassy. And you fall asleep halfway through the credits. And I fall asleep when the I go... The opening to, credits. When I, see, when I see Frozen with the grandkids, I fall asleep in the movie theater. But that's that gaslighting. It's, and it's two things. Number one, it's gaslighting. You didn't go see the movie because you're a homophobe. No, we didn't see the movie because it didn't really get positive reviews. The other thing that happens there when the, the producers of this movie bros say, well, you didn't go see it because you're a homophobe. Again, it's, it's not taking responsibility. It's always somebody else's fault. No ownership of responsibility. You made a crappy movie. Nobody wants to see it. Own it. Say, yeah, we made a crappy movie. Nobody. And... To blame other people it's just crazy and that's why i worry about like how we're going to spend arpa money here in columbia city of columbia is open a portal you can get down and talk about what it is you want to spend uh the arpa money on about 25 million and one of the things that they are looking at is using some of it for uh the this proposed homeless shelter that would be up near the power plant on on the business loop millions of dollars now it would include shower facilities and laundry facilities things like that there's still a lot of questions about whether or not that's going to happen. And we're still a long ways off. But there's also other people that want to spend it on other programs. So that's something that's that's out there. Jeff City doesn't have nearly that kind of money coming in. I want to say, John, it's $7 million, something like Seven that. Seven and a half, yeah. yeah. Jefferson but, City proper. Exactly. Jeff City proper. Cole County gets its own. But but we'll see what happens on that homeless shelter. What are we, what are we saying in Jeff City and Cole County about how we should spend ARPA money? I know the city was getting, like Brian said, about seven and a half million dollars. They're uh, helping out the Convention and Visitors Bureau in the city. I know Lincoln University, their brand new crisis center and their health and sciences center getting a million or so. Mm-hmm. The big high street viaduct that people who can think back to the floods in the 90s mm-hmm. at the time was the only open east-west avenue through Jefferson City. That dates back tens if not dozens of years and it needs to be redone so there's a lot of uh, public safety stuff on the Cole County side too helping out a lot of fire fire and, you know volunteer fire departments etc and what I would like to see and I know especially like in Boone County where elected servants just completely ruined businesses um, the director of the health departments uh, and the mayor who did at the time who didn't take a strong stance against some of this stuff uh, limiting the number of people that could go into businesses, limiting all the stuff they did, and they crushed small local businesses. Small local business is the backbone of the Missouri economy. It really is. And what leadership, for example, in, in Columbia specifically, what they did, they crushed, they ruined people's lives because of decisions made by progressives. These are real-life local examples. And 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 they, they ruin these people. Give Give the ARPA money to them. Give it to the restaurant owners and the other business owners who had to shut down. Give it to the people who lost their jobs. Don't take money from my bank account and give it to the, to the homelessness. Don't do that. And by the way, yeah, homeless people, ultimately, if we help them, it saves us some long-term problems in the future. Let the private industry handle that. Don't take money. Don't get into my bank account and take my money and give it for that. Don't do that. Let private. You're right. It is. And by the way, and I've worked with homeless people over the years. I'm acutely aware of what it is that they want and don't want. And these 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 leaders, they don't get it. It's again 
build the shelter and the rainbows and the unicorns and they're all going to come together and hold hands and walk through the courtyard and life is going to be good. It simply, it simply will not work that way. Uh, and that is why elections matter. Coming up uh, a little bit later here, the special session in Missouri. What's happening post-session? Some very impactful things happened uh, uh, in October in Jefferson City. Things that make a difference to your bank account. Scott Fong, Missouri Times, is here at 735, uh, 8-10. Uh, interesting piece regarding stereotypes. You know, we stereotype because... It works. There's a reason we have stereotypes, but it doesn't work all the time. As a matter of fact, Lincoln University, Chief of Police, Lincoln University is here at 810, and we're going to talk about those times when stereotyping doesn't work. Fascinating. That's coming up at 810. By the way, tomorrow on the show, Senator Roy Blunt. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Ooh, 726. Missed it by that much. Time. Oh, you almost oh, had it. Oh, this is close, man. Uh, time for What's Hot with Hannah. It's something we do every day about this time. It's just kind of fun stuff to, you know, when you're at work or doing happy hour tonight. Did you hear about you? Yeah, heard about it on Wake Up uh, Mid-Missouri. What do you got for us today? I'm going to try to carefully tell this story because I had a little slip up last <laughs> week. <laughs> Where? Oh, even Marsh is giggling. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe Brian Houseworth yeah. later in the week made the same error that I did. So I'm going to try to proceed with caution here. But McDonald's is doing adult Happy Meals. And you can choose between like a 10-piece McNugget meal or a Big Mac meal. And it comes with a little toy inside. Just like when you were a kid and you'd get a Happy Meal and your nuggets always came with a little toy. <laughs> They're, they're there you doing, go again. There you go. No, again. no. Y'all have your head in the gutter that time. Yeah. By the way, whenever we talk about this, this Hannah is not being rude. Uh, it's, that would be us. That's us because my mind goes there. My mind <laughs> is taking me there, and I apologize. But and I usually am the one with my head in the gutter, but I'm not this time. That's all on you two. But basically, the McDonald's employees have taken have taken to the internet, and they're begging people not to order these Happy Meals. How come? I guess that McDonald's have just been overrun with people ordering these, and so they've been really busy. And of course, most places right now are short-staffed, yeah. and these poor McDonald's workers are having to deal with cranky people that had to wait a long time for their Happy Meal. <laughs> And McDonald's employees are just saying, we've been super busy. Basically, please stop ordering these. Please stop coming in to order these because we're tired. Main, they're pretty mainstream menu items. I mean, how long does it take to drop a 10-piece McNugget, you know? I don't know. It's got a whole, like, special box, though, that comes with it. So it might take some time. I don't know. To assemble the box, huh? I guess so. <laughs> but basically, there's just been some... People who are itching to get their hands on these adult Happy Meals, and they're kind of acting like turds. And it's been a higher volume of people acting like turds. Here's what I think it is. It's because a lot of people, they don't care to admit it's like whenever you make innuendos. Listen, it's not our fault. It's we're not bad for making the innuendo. It's my fault when I giggle at stuff like that because that's where my head goes. I didn't say anything, but that's where my head goes. But I bet it's a bunch of folks out there because they're wanting to go through the drive-thru. And, oh, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? Yeah. Can I get the adult Happy Meal? I bet that's what it is. It's a bunch of folks that are giggling at themselves at ordering an adult uh, Happy Meal. Uh, that's Not bad marketing. 
Yeah, it, it, right, because here we are, 729 in the heart of Missouri, talking about it on a Wednesday morning, 27 days away from the election, final day to register to vote. Quick thing on local ARPA funding. I love, uh, by the way, coming up a um, little bit before 8 o'clock. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Bringing legislators from all over the state. Our teachers are paid at the bottom rung uh, nationally, and there's no reason for that. So why are we spending $100,000 additionally on top of a tax cut to do this? David Tyson Smith talking to our news partners, ABC 17, complaining about the cost of the special session. My take is he's just burnt because things didn't go his way. Scott Fawn, Missouri Times, and host the TV show this week in Missouri politics. Does he have a legitimate gripe there, Scott? Uh, you know, to be, no, but I will say this. I mean, you get what you elect when you elect the speaker who makes 30 grand a year plus Uber fares. He's going to call a bunch of technical sessions, and that's just the way it is. The Senate doesn't really come in for technical sessions. When the House calls a technical session, a lot of reps come in that, let's be honest, probably don't have to be there, and they collect that full per diem. Uh, I'm sure Brian knows of the penny, but I think it's about 150 bucks. Yeah. So that's what drives the cost up. But, I mean, yes, he's got a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I'll be honest with you, if they would have not, if they would have kept that money, I don't think they would have spent it like Representative Smith wanted anyway. So. Uh, but that's what every person says about a special session. But when you're in the minority party, it costs too much. Well, incidentally, whenever Kip Kendrick, shortly after he was reelected, personally, I like Kip. Uh, he's running for Boone County Presiding Commissioner. Connie Leopard is who I would vote for in that race. Connie Leopard, not Kip Kendrick. But whenever Kip Kendrick, and he'd be on the show all the time, uh, shortly after he was reelected and then resigned after that election, cost of a special election to elect David Tyson Smith. <laughs> uh, That's a good point. I know, right? I stole that from Cherie Tolson Reich. Here's the other thing. David Tyson Smith here uh, was complaining when the teacher pay is low. Well, you know what they did in the special session with our tax breaks? Teachers will now get more money in their paychecks because of what happened in the special session. I, I, although I will say this, David Tyson Smith is a very articulate yeah. Very good. He's, a, he's an attorney. He knows how to argue. I mean, the, the real point is, I, I, I'll be interested to see if two months from now anybody actually notices the, the tax cut. Because the fact of the matter is, state taxes are not that big of a part. When Donald Trump cuts federal taxes, they're a huge part of your check. So I think it's a totally logical argument of, would it have been better to pull up the 6370 interchange and change it, or add a third lane to I-70, or... Will you notice the amount you get back? I think that's a very fair public policy discussion. But I've never met a minority party that didn't complain about the cost of a special session ever. Everybody complains about something. And I got to say this, uh, David Tyson Smith, great exchange with him over a year ago whenever they wanted to take the murals um, out of the Boone County Courthouse. There is a stereotype, kind of a mumbling, bumbling, homeless dude that frankly kind of frightened me. And David Tyson Smith outside of that courthouse, he did take time to chat with that guy. And I, I'll, I'll always remember that. Welcome to the show, Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I am Brandon Rather, John Marsh, Brian Hosworth. Producer Hannah is here. Get on to uh, Missouri Times. Great stuff regarding end of session. So special session, impactful things happen there here in the month of October. Uh, post-session stuff. So what do you hear now, Scott, while roaming the hallways in, uh, in our state's capital? Well, you, you've got a little friction coming from that. You've got, number one, I think the governor is very happy the tax cut got done. I, I personally think he called the special session for his uh, for the ag bill anyway, and this was like a cherry on top. 
so I think the governor's happy. I think the governor, the, you know, the governor of the House and really the governor in the House had very different ideas on what they wanted the bill to look like. Uh, the Senate came in with their compromise bill that ultimately was taken up and passed by the House. So I think you see all three, you know, nobody's totally happy. The Senate's kind of annoyed by both of them. Uh, and the, the House, of course, would in state government, I think. I don't think a lot of folks there have actually balanced budgets. So, uh, I, you know, you, you have some residual anger, but the, the, real, the real part of this special session, the real insight, is that it showed the rifts in the Republican Party. You look over at Kansas and see what happened. It, is, it, is, it has always been your rural legislators, not, you know, your old farmer, your old insurance agent, yeah. they give in. They, they kind of, the old, your old football coach gets elected to the House, the, the suburban people come in with their radical stuff full of, full of vigor and whatever they've read on Facebook with some right-winger that morning. And, and they give in a little every year, a little every year. And now, and, and, the, and the suburban folks would always kind of give back, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of placate them and not mess with ag. Well, you saw the suburban folks take a knife and come for ag's throat. And I think it's, gonna, it's highlighting the split in the Republican Party. And, and it's just two different versions of what you think the state should be. Uh, there's some folks that think our state's sons should be like a Curtis Gregory, a businessman, farmer, Mizzou f- a football player, you know, led his public school to, to glory on the football field. And you've got another very dedicated group of suburban folks that think this state should be Rob Escobos. It should be suburban bankrupt Uber drivers. And it's just a very stark difference, and that fight is very real, and it's going to be the fight. Sometimes you see the first battle of the war, and it tips off what's going to happen. That's going to be the fight in the Republican Party is, do you let the suburban folks just take over? Do the rural folks stand up for themselves? I think the rural folks were shocked that after all they gave them last session, when it came down to it, they wouldn't even give them a vote on an ag bill in Missouri. And I think they're, they're not only shocked, they're angry. And you might have, as we say in rural Missouri, you might have got our dander up. Um, and I'm wondering, um, you think Lincoln Huff, how many more people in the state of Missouri know his name now than prior to the special session? I mean, the guy, the guy is, a, is a political star, but it's, it's kind of funny. It, you know, I'll just be just, just us, just us folks talking here on the radio. Yeah. Lincoln Huff is, is the guy, he's almost like that quarterback that you know is good and could be all state, but does he want it bad enough? <laughs> and then you, you see folks that, that, that aren't that talented and they want it so bad. Oh, they want it so bad. And, and I, you know, to be honest huh. with you, Lincoln Huff is, is right now the most talented legislator in the state of Missouri. He has been for a while, frankly, but he, he doesn't come on and, and talk about those successes on your show. Uh, he does not promote himself very well. Um, and, and the difference is Eric Schmidt was a very good legislator in his time. Eric Schmidt had no problem promoting himself. Uh, and, and, I, and I wonder with Lincoln, a guy like Lincoln, who could absolutely be a leader, you know, the, the fact is his caucus in these primaries just, just took a dive. They didn't even compete. It was just it was a sad, pathetic effort. And, and what folks in his caucus like Lincoln have to realize is it's not enough just to be a good legislator. Because what you're going to find is there's fewer people that want to legislate with you. You're going to have to take your message to shows like this, to Facebook, to organizing. And let's be honest now, there's a bit of precedent set. There used to be a time where Republicans wouldn't even campaign against sitting Democrat state senators. Now they campaign against each other. 
it's just a new world. And here's the thing. You can either wake up and realize you're in a fight. You know how you get beat up in a bar fight? You know, just to be honest, Brandon, I am 3'11 and 3 in bar fights in my career, <laughs> which is really cold. It's actually code word for 3 and 14. <laughs> but the way you get beat up in a bar fight is you try to stop. You try to act like you're not in the fight, and the other old boy is just whipping on you. That's how you really get because most bar fights last about 60 seconds and end up in like a hair-pulling headlock. However, you get the old boy who one boy knows he's in a fight and the other boy is trying to pretend like he ain't. <laughs> That's how somebody gets hurt. And right now, Lincoln's caucus, Caleb's caucus, has been hurt because they've been in a fight for four years. The other old boys have no problem saying they're dirty dogs, and they'll tell you why. And they've been trying to pretend like they're not in a fight, and they've been getting whipped for four years. State Senator Lincoln Hoff reps the Springfield uh, area. Our guest, uh, Scott Fawn, Missouri Times. Some great stories regarding the special session. Also host the TV show This Week in Mid-Missouri uh, Politics. Scott, or this Week in Missouri Politics. There you go, trying to promote our show again. This Week in Missouri, not Mid-Missouri Politics. Uh, joining you don't us, miss a trick. Uh, I don't, man. <laughs> Scott Fawn joining us this morning here on the show. Scott, I know we could get in the weeds and talk about alliances at the Capitol and who's going to be in charge in the Senate and all, but I think you were kind of on the money when you talked about uh, Senator Huff, even had Senator Rizzo from across the aisle, you know, uh, praising his bill and all. What do you think is going to happen at the Senate with the demise of the Chaos Caucus? Is this still a, I'm from Missouri, show me kind of deal? Oh, they didn't. They, they they didn't have a demise. Uh, they multiplied. <laughs> They're like gremlins. <laughs> they multiplied. Uh, they're twice as strong as they were. It was, it was a true, I, I'm a person that appreciates talented legislators and talented politics. What Senator Eichel did was probably the best political move of the year, including not, it, it even tops his move of beating, uh, Senator White. Uh, no, they're not, they're not gone at all. They, they doubled in size. Uh, I think the first thing, I mean, keep in mind, this whole thing started with a leadership race, right? When Schatz and Rowden beat Ander and Hoskins, there's about half a dozen of those old boys that never got over it. Four years later, still ticked about it. And you can you can say it's about a lot of other things, and there is truth to all those things. The fact is, this is about a leadership race. If they'd have went outside and fought, they'd be best friends to this day. If they just went out in old hayfield, throw punches like we would in rural Missouri. But that ain't how this works. So they hold grudges and hate each other. And there's another leadership race coming. I, I personally think Caleb Browden has 13 votes that he can probably count on to be pro tem. That's a Senate race. The go- Governor Parson could tell you about how you can walk into a room and think and you, you've won a Senate caucus race and lose. And it, I guess it works out where you could be governor still. So there's nothing, nothing in the world. But I think Caleb Brown and Columbia will have the Senate pro tem in their district, uh, in their county. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but the floor leader is going to be a different race. You have Senator Bernsketter from Jeff City, who is the Lincoln Huff candidate, the, the Caleb Browden candidate, and Senator Andrew Koenig, who would be your the remnants of your Chaos Caucus, which won, I guess it's got another three potential allies, I wouldn't say members, but allies, maybe four. I mean, that's that flow leader race is, is already personal. It's bloody. Senator O'Loughlin's running. I, I, I honestly think Caleb, Andrew Koenig has the most hard, the most hard commits. I think Senator Bernsketter has the most potential to get votes. And I think Senator Lawful could probably get more than Senator Koenig, but uh, we'll see. The way they'll elect that is they'll all vote, and the bottom one will get kicked off, and that that then that person's votes will shift to somebody else till they get a majority. So it, it's going to be a bloody, bloody fight. Uh, anybody that tells you they know for sure where that flow leader race is will lie to you about other stuff too. Uh, don't buy a cow off of them. Uh, it, it, it will be very – the one thing you can rest assured, it will be personal. 
petty, angry, and vitriolic, and whoever loses. I mean, Andrew Koenig, when I, when I think of a guy in office that's like a Christian, I kind of think of Andrew Koenig. If there's a guy that could shake it off and move on, it would be him. However, his supporters, I don't think, will just take a loss without being very angry. And then, can you imagine your chaos caucus with Caleb Browden in leadership together? I mean, it would be great for me and you, but it's going to make for some interesting times in the state Senate. Sell newspapers. Exactly. Uh, The Missouri Times, Scott Fawn, also hosts the TV show This Week in Missouri Politics. Who do you have on This Week in This Week in Missouri Politics? We have Congresswoman Ann Wagner, one of my absolute favorite people in politics, my political uh, person. If I had a crush on somebody... Intellectually, it'd be Jim Bukowski, but just overall, it'd be Ann Wagner. <laughs> if you want to hear how the cow ate the ca- uh, cabbage, you can just talk to Ann Wagner. She'll just tell you. I happen to adore her. I probably aren't to say that, but it's just the truth. You'll be able to tell them in the interview. You, Ann will just tell you what's up. You you ain't got you ain't got to fish some opinion out of her. You just hold still, and she'll give you five or six. And she's going to give us a few of them this week. She's just outstanding. If you've never took the time to listen to the congresswoman from St. Louis, Talk. You are to take. You are to, you, uh, Brandon. You'd love her, I, and you are. You almost aren't have her on because you'll end up just like me. You'll be smitten with her. Actually, I spoke with her at uh, the event you did earlier this year for uh, Roy Blunt, and she is a great conversation piece. That is, oh my sure. gosh, one of her she colleagues. Tells you what she thinks. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. She's and and she's not mean about it. She's just she is direct. <laughs> one of her uh, one of her colleagues, Kevin McCarthy. As you and I sit here and hang out, Scott. One of her colleagues, Kevin McCarthy, right now is in Missouri this morning. What is he doing here? Why is he here? We'll have that story coming up about five minutes from now. Scott, always appreciate you joining us here on the show. All right, Brandon, and, and I tell you what, we're gonna have to get together and talk about how the Cardinal season ended. I think it affects many things. It's I'm in day four of mourning. It's uh, it's it's getting a little better. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Well, I want to mention this first, and you can always text us eight seven four ninety three ninety. We are in the five seven three area code five seven three. 874-9390. And 98% of the time, we answer 100% of your text messages. Is the math making sense there? No, but it doesn't usually when you do math. So <laughs> I'm used to that. Uh, usually, just so you know, when you do text us, we do more often than not. We do try to respond at least on air or personally via text. So I just want you to know your texts just aren't going into some like database kind of thing. We do answer your text. Uh, sometimes, depending on the number of interns we have in here and depending on whoever's here and whoever's not here, we may not always be able to respond personally. But I do want you to know uh, that we are reading your text and trying to um, respond. I want to start uh, here, though, before we get into your text. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All of that uh, setting up that we're going to read some text messages. Yeah. Well, people are asking really good questions. Um, Kevin McCarthy. Right now, as we sit here and chat, coming up on 8 o'clock, Kevin McCarthy is in Missouri right now. What is he doing? Uh, he's campaigning with Mark Alford right now in St. Louis. Mark Alford, of course, running for that 4th Congressional District seat, seat currently held by Vicki Hart. So we've asked, we just, we're just throwing it out there. Say, hey, Mark, you know, if you get a chance, have Kevin call in here to wake up mid-Missouri, which reminds me, Senator Roy Blunt... About this time, 24 hours from now, uh, your senior U.S. Senator Roy Blunt will be on Wake Up Mid-Missouri at this time tomorrow morning. And uh, kind of always fun, one of our uh, our co-hosts from time to time, uh, my dad, will be co-hosting here on the show tomorrow. 
Some of the text we're getting, 874-9390. Um, we're talking about how do we get folks out to vote? You know, we talk about get out and vote, get out and vote, but we're not making it happen. We can look at voter turnout. For example, primary, I think in Cole County back in August was like 30%, Boone County 22%. I get it. It's a primary. Still should be better than that. Um, and, and folks say, well, do we really want more people out voting? And I say, yes, but Mike, bring, he says we'd be better off if the less educated on the topics didn't vote. So in other words, Mike is saying, do we really want more people?